Good morning. It is the day after the Gary V event that I attended yesterday. Uh, that was in Shoreditch, London. And it was to celebrate the release of his fifth New York Times bestseller, which is called Crushing It. And I have to say, like, you know, just the people that I've met at the Gary V event and like the experience I had yesterday, just the whole day was just <laughs> one crazy like adventure and I loved it. It was honestly amazing. I met some really nice people who like I've now added on Instagram and yeah, we're gonna talk about like collaborations and stuff like that and so it's really nice. Um I captured what's called like a fireside chat after all of us had met Gary. Um, There's two main guys that I was speaking to, Akmal and Pedro. And without Akmal, I wouldn't even got in to see Gary. So I owe him big time <laughs> for hassling the bouncers to get in. Um, that guy is an absolute legend. <laughs> so really... We were just talking in general and the conversation started getting real deep and really exciting and um, I started finding out a bit about Akma and Pedro and I thought this is just too good to pass up so I did what's called a fireside chat where it's just off the cuff. It's like, <clears throat> you know, not scripted at all which is exactly how I like it. I mean, none of this is scripted. I just do it like I just reel off stuff. <laughs> That's the way I like it. And, yeah, it's just too good to pass up, so I started recording, and the guys didn't even clock on that I was recording until the end, and I said to them afterwards, are you okay with this, and they said yes, uh, they absolutely loved it, so, <clears throat> yeah, I, I promised that I'd upload it for them, and I thought, what a great way to make a podcast episode, you know, so, yeah, this is a bit of a fireside chat, so, I hope you enjoy it, guys, it's good sort of meaty half hour or so so I hunker down and yeah have a listen and let me know what you think on instagram dudale92 until next time guys you're, you're, you're a book but in the in the in the video form that's it yeah in, it's not necessarily to be for someone else or for someone else to pay you just for yourself some of my friends were laughing at me like when I upload my first video. It's like it's not for you. It's just for myself. What to watch like after five years? What was your video about? Uh, actually, someone requested me to make a video back home. Uh, back home, I did. Uh, I entered university of foreign languages. Okay. So that was that was kind kind of beginning of the journey. <laughs> so just they asked me to because. This year we're graduating from that university. Right. So for for the end, like where we were and we where we got, so we we were kind of filming how we get here and uh, what you need to do to in, in terms of uh, like uh, what you need to do to, to, to study abroad. And just sort of we're talking about our experience, nothing like nothing uh, as Gary says, documents. <laughs> how did you feel like once you'd done it? Um. It, it feels like it, it gives you a kind of push to, to 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 give kind of to do more. 
you feel the result, you see the result, and there were a couple of people saying, like, it was nice, it was like, nice, like, oh, it was good. <laughs> but after that, you keep doing it, you keep doing it. So you're naturally quite good at doing YouTube and then, but sounds like... Um, yeah. If you put that purpose, doing it for yourself, that's actually makes make, like that drives you more than if you make it for like for the sake of getting likes and watches and subscribers. Like I'm not really into. I don't look. I I never look number of my. It that, that's the reason I follow Gary. Like he's the right mindset. Like it's not about the. Yeah, it's not about. It's not. It's not you watching my video. It's me watching my video after five minutes. Like me. Like my son. My 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 children watching my video after like. How I was yeah. yeah. I wish I had filmed myself um, 12 years ago. Yeah, see? When like, I started working in the shoe factory in the middle of nowhere, Italy, not speaking English, with 300 euros in my pocket. Yeah. I wish I had filmed myself there. I looked back and I forget about that. Right. And I wish I had that filmed or photographed, documented, for me to look back. So you can see how like your language is grown. Yeah. Not even the language, it's just to remind me how my worries right now are nothing compared to the to what I was going through before. But going through before, it's so weird. It's like how Gary says, like, I wish I could lose everything to start again. When you have nothing to lose, it seems like every day is a gift. Yeah. Because he says time is the asset. Like, in that, uh, that clip that he did recently, and he, he says, um, he said... He asked how, how old that guy was, he said like 22 or something, and he was like, well, I would give all my stuff away and all my everything else away to get the time that you've got. Yes. You know, when I, when I look at my granddad, when I was young, I used to visit him quite often because I could feel how, how lonely he feels, like being, I don't know, 15 year old. I would like go to him like I didn't like to speak to my peers because it wasn't fun like everyone says like you're old guy everyone says to me you're old guy yeah you, you don't match your, your your age like don't teach us a lesson ah, you're wiser so, than your years yeah, so so that's why I, I found talking to my granddad more interesting ah. and listening listening to his story how how he was like in the war like he kept repeating the same story but it was so like interesting to listen it was it was it was more interesting than listening to my peers like about stuff like like tv and yeah, stuff like yeah. that i wasn't into it i really wasn't into it i feel like um, when people ask you like oh it, you say this but you never lived it i think there are certain milestones certain things that you need to live yourself in order to mature mentally but if we only if people only count for what you experience yourself then it's a waste because what's the point of learning from other people so you don't make that mistakes if people only judge you for what you've done yourself you know there's a borderline there right so there's experience that you can apply to your life without having had to go through as long as you learn from the people about the good and the bad about that right you know it's making the most of your granddad's stories yeah and sometimes that would scare me that I would imagine myself in my granddad's place, like right. sitting in that dark room where there is only one table and one bed. Yeah, that really scared me, that being like 15 year old. So that like inspired you to be better yeah. than that? No, no, no. Not better, but... That made me think to value my time. Right, he I would, see. He would tell me, he would tell me how he was when, when he was at my age. 
So how, how you used to struggle, because back in the days we used to be in, I don't know if you heard of that country, USSR, Russian Empire. Yeah, so, Soviet Union. Soviet Union. So I, I, would, I would find, I, I found his stories interesting. Like I, I would learn more from his stories than watching TV or playing games, as my peers did. So, how interesting though, because like you got family from the Soviet Union and Gary's from Belarus. Yeah, <laughs> see yeah. the same route. Like it's insane. <laughs> Did you knew about the about that from the beginning, or only find out as you former him? I'm like, hold on, Vaynerchuk. No, I didn't that. know. I didn't know he was from uh, Belarus. Like I've been following him like more than six months or seven. Yeah. So the. The, the, the first thing I found that similar between with, with me and Gary was that he was struggling getting like getting his American dream. Yeah. That would that would like sometimes coming to London. Sometimes I would see my peers having their MacBooks and 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 their iPhones. In the beginning of my course, I didn't have laptop. I didn't have even phone. So that would that would me that would put so my you me struggle. Yeah. So that that would make you feel that that person is has the same story as you. Yeah, so, because Gary started from nothing as well. It was like yeah. baseball cards for yeah. him. It's <laughs> ah, fascinating. Yeah. See, you you really did start from nothing. Yeah. I, I was lucky that I've had like you know I've had like secondhand laptops and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's crazy, man. When I was 17, I moved to London from Italy, right? Because mm. uh, me and my mum, we went to live there for two years to try right. a better life. And anything went bad then. So we all, I remember we were on the airport coming to London to try life here. We had about not a lot of money in the pocket. And then I look at this businesswoman sitting to get the same plane as us, and she had a Blackberry in her hand. And I had like <laughs> an old Nokia phone. And I looked at my mum and I made a joke. It's like one day I'm going to have a Blackberry like that. And she's like, son, sometimes we only do you dream too much. But sometimes I don't want to stop you because no. that perhaps you're going to get what you're going to get there. It's just like, you know, sometimes there's this. And then, you know, look nowadays and it's, it's just laughing. Yeah. It's laughing because nowadays I travel to work with, before I used to have a Blackberry for work. Mm. And I was like, look, mom, I got it. So funny, when I got my new job, not this old job before, I went to visit my mother and first thing I told her it's not even about the job it's like they gave me a blackberry <laughs> I got my dream country yes and my mom looks at me and it's like you're like you're hilarious oh yeah I don't care about what I'm doing my job they gave me a blackberry and I achieved a milestone it's small oh it's, it's big shit would your parents support you? my mom always been there it's yeah. just me and my mom she always support me in everything it's like emotional everything. and everything else in between uh, emotional support of my mom has always been I trust you, you're gonna get there. That's as far as she goes, because she never went to university, she never done anything. Mm-hmm. So what she could support is like, I trust you're gonna get there. But there was no tips, there was no yeah. advice. Mm-hmm. It's just, there. I know you're gonna make it. Yeah, you'll be fine. And when I had any struggle, it's like, son, I can't help you. All I can tell you is you'll be fine. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that that's the most important thing. Rather yeah. than giving you advice, it was like, sometimes belief is, is the most important thing. Right, and then the other things you need to figure out on your own, but actually that's, it's not a bad thing actually. Where from Italy did you come from? So I lived in Bologna. Bologna. But I'm actually from you recording this, aren't Yes. <laughs> Fireside <you>? chat. <laughs> so I, I love it. I came from I noticed a, that by the way. So I, I'll be a bit anonymous. I came from a small city in Brazil. 
I was leaving there in 2015, and then both me and my mother decided to move to Italy to try life there, stay for a couple of years, and then we moved here to when I was 15. Right, so Brazil, Italy, and then London. here, London. No London. English, <laughs> no English, nothing at all. So what's, what's your word? Portuguese. Portuguese. No English, nothing. Wow. Guy here learn English in one year, then guy down my GCSEs in A-levels. And then go to uni. Oh, what did you and study at uni? Biomedical science. And I remember you saying about computers as well, because my first computer, my first laptop I got with, with money I saved for my first day at uni. So I got uni and I got my laptop. That was my first laptop. Until then, all I had was a second-hand laptop, a second-hand computer, desk computer, which had no audio card. So it's like until uni, my computer didn't have audio. So you couldn't listen to music on it. No, I had to download music and then put on my old MP3 player and then listen from that, but not from my computer. There's no sound card on it. There's no speaker. There was no sound card. You know what's interesting about like meeting people and talking to them? Like when you hear. Uh, like story just like you it makes you like it it, it brings you together like yeah it makes you cool yeah there's no sound card <laughs> at all so i went to india one day and then like of course i got here i had to learn english i had to figure out the education the british education system we had no clue was it completely different to what you should experience before? it was a bit completely different yes and uh, i wasn't aware that you had to that going to university here you didn't have to do an exam set by university it was your history of Jesus is in A levels, which dictated how you got there. Because I thought it was like in Brazil, where each university has their own exam. As long as you pass the exam, you got in. So I had to retake it in two years in order to get my A levels to get that grade. Well, to uni, then graduated. Didn't know what to do with my life. and Start working for clinical trials and management. Can I just say, like seriously, like respect to both of you, man. <laughs> like seriously. Like coming here from a different country, like learning the language, picking up the education system, and you as well. Like you didn't have all the privileges that, like for example, like I might have had or like other people have had. And you're still like still hungry for it, man. Like no, you know what it is. It's it's just being London has to be a playground. It's like you need to salvage the experience. So for three years when I was in university, I knew that me graduating would be like somebody else. So what I done is I put a suit, I put it on my CV, which is like bar, bar, restaurant, bar, bar, bar. <laughs> Went in the reception of a hospital in London. Okay. And I started stopping doctors there and say, can I work for free for you? And it's like, what do you mean? It's like, I need some kind of medical experience. Can That's I do crazy. data entry? Can I do filing for you? And then this doctor got me to do shitloads of volunteering work for two days. And I don't know only one day. And then she looked at me like, no, if you had to slow down, you would have done in two days and it looked better in your CV. I was like, yeah, but I want to get the job fast. And then she's like, I like your mentality. And then she called me back again and she called me back again and she called me back again and I volunteered for three years. And that experience is what got my first job out of uni. The degree was not enough. It was the experience and that job that somebody looked at my CV was like, okay, you're a little bit different than somebody who just graduated. You'd give it a six-month job contract. That is crazy. See, this is. See, you start. You know a little bit about the UK education system now. Yeah. Like, that's what they don't tell you. They don't. They yeah. you get the degree, but they say nothing about the experience. No, and they say and you just prove that. Yes, and the worst thing is you graduate like somebody else, and it depends on careers, and careers are shit. Yeah. And 
what happened is, unless you have a vocational, really vocational degree like law, medicine, dentistry, everything else, you're left to find your own. So I think that for degrees like myself in science, a degree is great. If you have entrepreneurial skills, strong entrepreneurial skills, then don't go to university. Open your business. Do like Gary says. Yeah. Start hustling like. And then when I went to uni, it was three thousand pounds for homes for Ooh, UK wow. students, right? <laughs> now no longer is three thousand pounds. It's nine thousand a year. Nine thousand a year. That's a huge difference. But, but for UK. By the way, that's that's the lowest price. Yes. That's the lowest you can get. See, I, I didn't go to uni. I did uh, an apprenticeship when I was 18, and I've just used my experience as like leverage for each job yeah. as I've gone. So I got experience from my apprenticeship, then I got my first job at an enterprise sort of level company, then I worked my way up and up and up, and mm -hmm. that's I just leveraged the experience from each role basically that yeah. I was in. What about yourself? For me, that's like, um, Were you born in the UK? No, I was born. I wasn't born in the UK. I was born in Kyrgyzstan, which is um, Central Asia. Okay. Um, for Soviet Union, <laughs> as Gary said. Um, yeah, but then again, I'm Uzbek. I moved to Uzbekistan. Okay. So uh, at the age of thirteen, if I'm not wrong, at the age of thirteen, I left my house, uh, went to Uzbekistan, entered school. So. Starting, starting from 13, I, I used to live alone, like in one bedroom flat. So you left your parents, yeah. family, yeah. you're on your own? Yeah. Was that paid for? Or? No, no, no. Oh, my, university, my, my school and my uh, food was paid. Yeah. But then again, I had to take care of my uh, like preparation, my Look my after clothes. yourself. Yeah, look Be after adult. yourself. Yeah. 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 So you were being an adult at 13? Yeah, but there were relatives who, who, would, who would help me some, somehow, but I would li I'd like it. Like, I, I, had, I had mini library, so, so many books, and I, I like the mess that I have here. There. <laughs> like, I would read all the books and go through it again. Is that like was that relevant to what you were learning or just any books? No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't relevant uh, to, to, to what I was uh, studying because I was studying in, in the at school, so it was in general. So on the side, I was interested in marketing. That time, I was interested in marketing, in management. So these two words were stuck in my head: like marketing, management, and uh, I would just read books, even I don't understand. I'd go through and read and read and read, and read. but. But now I, I, I can't remember anything of that. But I spend my time reading. <laughs> that, Spare time reading. Yeah. What that, about Netflix or anything like that? Yeah. That that's that's funny though. Look, you know that. But all like literally all of them, all my uh, classmates Friend. used to smoke and drink. Yeah. Like, I I say I must smoke and drink, but I don't. Like I don't know how. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I, I used to have two girls. On the side, walking with me, uh, smoking. I don't smoke. So you're interested in the reading? No, like not reading, but I'm not because uh, there was a lesson by my by my father when I was ten or eight, which I remember for the rest of my life. He uh, he, he he smokes and he gave me the uh, he smoked and finishes. He gave me that uh, uh, cigarette and tell me that he told me that. 
uh, throw it away. It was a kid, like I took it out and I was interested. Let me let me do what he does. And uh, I was doing it, and I look up. My father was like right behind me. Oh. So that moment. No, no, no. He didn't say anything. That's the worst thing. I would love he would like beat me up and do something. He didn't do anything. He took the the, the, the cigarette off my hand and then he put me in the room. Kept it there for a day without any food and drink. That was a lesson. I learned it like straight up for the rest of my life. I never forget that. <laughs> The stuff you guys are telling me is yeah. blowing me away. Yeah. That's you as a sorrow. Half love, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, a and day and night without food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a day without food and, and, and drink. And I remember my mother crying it uh, over me. Say, no, not even a drink. So, that lesson, you never forget. <laughs> you never forget. And that's why you don't smoke. It was wrong, yeah. But it, 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 this is also because I, uh, of religious reasons. Yeah. That's fair enough. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, you know, you know about gurus and things you're talking about. I think that somebody said something was very interesting. They said, unless you have like a career path that you want to follow, which really require you a degree like law, or medicine, whatever. For other ones, what the degree will do is we'll get you to your first or second job faster. But then from there onwards, if you don't put the effort, you're not gonna go anywhere. If you don't, if it's not tailored to your strengths, you're not gonna go anywhere. If you not want to, it's not gonna go anywhere. And then the other guy who doesn't have a degree or who come from a degree who university, who might seem as less privileged than yours, will get your place. Right. The degree doesn't make a difference because I see people with PhDs, I see people with masters, I see people with the top notch ever, best degrees ever. And people over with experience have been picked over those people. Yeah, because what happened as well is the more you are within academia and research, the more you detach from reality and you're on this yeah. tiny, tiny bubble of safety and how things idealistically should be done. And when you want to do a project in a company, you don't want the idealistic guy, you want the guy who gets things done. Right. The realistic. Right. Like, he's actually been there and done it. Yeah. yeah. And that's why apprenticeship sometimes is a lot more valued. Yeah. You know, the theory doesn't often match the reality. <laughs> that's, that's the no, and what happens is, and I'll tell you that from experience, right, is you're gonna go every project you're gonna manage anything you're gonna do are never gonna be like the project management book tells you mm -hmm. and the more you're annoyed about the fact that it's not perfect the more it shows how much of a newbie you are mm -hmm. and the more the guys there who don't only seem like to care or you know the guys mm -hmm. that you look like they don't care or they seem everything is fine it annoys you because it looks like they don't understand you. No, they understand you, but they also understand that no project is going to be perfect. Right. And they try to make the most of the situation. Interesting. Very different people um, and different stories. But at the same time, when you, as I said, when, when, you, when you hear the same story, it, it brings people together. Like Gary. Yeah. Like his story was similar. That was the only, that was the only reason uh, I follow him, and and I always say, uh, I think it's from my father. Motivation is less important. Uh, what is more important is like consistency. 
Like discipline. Yeah, discipline. Discipline. That's the word. Because when you get motivation, you pumped up, and the next day or the next week, you just don't have anything. But what with discipline, it's a bit hard. It's not fun. Motivation is fun. It's cool. But discipline is not fun. It's dumb. But you get. Things and that's done. the difference between Gary and most people. Yeah. Yes. 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 I'm glad yes. you guys agree because like yes. I listen to him but I, and I get fired up but yeah. I get fired up on a consistent basis and he doesn't sugarcoat it yes. it's like this is what you got to do I know it sounds ugly you're going to get punched in the face you're going to have to eat dirt but that's the facts no it's consistency if you do 12 hours of work a day let's say every day yeah that, that's, by the way statistic uh, the guy from Facebook said like it's, it's, it's data I met the, the guy from Facebook who's a data analyst. Um, so he said, if you put five hours every day for five years, you're gonna be expert in that field. No, it's just data. But it's also it's like if you put like five hours every day, it's better than the guy yeah. that puts twelve hours today and then stay and do nothing. <laughs> right? And it's not to pick up your own consistency. You want the guy who delivers you that much every day, and then if he's better than the day, great. You don't want the guy who will give you trouble for five days and then one day will do it. Sure. But like I don't Okay. I don't I don't say motivation is, is not important. Like my twenties. I wanna I wanna experience Lamborghini, I wanna experience like uh, jumping with parachute. I wanna experience that, like How extreme. Old are you? What's your guess? Uh, twenty one. Twenty two. 22. 22. Turned 22 last February. How old are you? 25. I'm 30. 30. Hey, you hit a milestone. And I think it's exactly like Gary said. It's so funny. When I turned 30, I was thinking about that. And then I saw his videos like in Confirmza. Until I was 30, I was like hustling, discovering, working hard, but not really caring. And now from 30 on, it's just like. I'm looking at myself throughout the last 10 years and say, right, are you going to really do something or are you going to bullshit yourself? So now it's my time okay. to get the results until I'm 40. Because now, now I can't, there's enough pumping and enough dreams in my side, yes. but 30 to 40, it's really getting done. Because when I'm 40, I don't want to look back. That's the thing. You don't want to have those regrets. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I want to drive Lamborghini and uh, jump with the parachute. I don't want that. I don't. I don't want that to be my kind of. Oh, I should have done that in my twenties. Yeah. I can get disciplined. I'm not saying yo. No, discipline. Discipline is important, but now like everything has a time. Let's put it Everything has a time. But early twenties, we need to experience that extreme. Like I see this every time when I cross the road. Literally every day. I take risk. I crossed earlier than most of like, everyone. But after 40, you can't do that. Yeah, it's true. Can't it take that true. risk. Yeah, see, you, you need to experience that feeling, like bumping that car and then shouting. Like, it's just an example. Yeah. So, I mean, you, can, you can't experience those things after your 30s. So. No, I, I, I think you can, but what happened is, there are certain life experience like jumping off a parachute and things like this. Yeah. That I think it's facing your fears and then it has an impact later on in your life after yeah. you've done it. So if you do that when you're in your 20s, it'll impact your life longer yeah. than when you're 30s. Right? 
right there. I see. That's what I think. Oh, I get that. That's actually a really interesting way of looking at it. I've never really thought of that before. Yeah, it's like, what risks do you want to take now that could potentially somehow change your behavior? Because it's funny, you know how you said like you don't remember your books? Mm. You do, but you remember stuff that you internalize so much yeah. that you don't know is your books. It feels like it's part of you because... Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like you've been doing it and saying it to yourself so long. Yeah, yeah. It's like there are certain things that I'm like telling myself like, oh my God, how, how do I know that I need to do this and this and this? Of course I wasn't born that way. Yeah. I internalized somehow. You mean they, those things might come up to me like later on? Yeah, but they, they may not come up as you remember. So for example, you may not remember the marketing theory behind this and this and yeah. this. But when the scenario comes in, you might tell you, oh, you know, I have a hunch. Yeah, I've got yeah. to do this, this yes. and this, but I don't know where it's coming from. Yes, yeah. or perhaps that aspect, I think we need to be calculating that risk. Mm -hmm. And then when you look back, you're gonna it's like basement, like, you mean? You don't see that, but it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're building your bases. Everything that you take seriously becomes internalized. Mm. This conversation, why they're doing with Gary, and there's something very interesting that my therapist, because I went through some time therapy, mm. um, and my therapist said something that was very interesting. What she said is, when you realize you have to change, I know it's a change of subject, but bear with me. When no, you realize okay. you, when you realize you have to change something in your behavior. You're really done halfway of the talk, halfway of the work, right. because when you don't realize you have something right. to change, right. it's one thing, and then your subconscious realize that you have to change something and start working on that, and then you become conscious of it. But when you become conscious that you have to change something, it's because your subconscious done all the work of identifying that what you've done needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. So you've already done half of the journey, so you don't need to worry about the next step. You're right. starting from scratch. Right. Right. And you don't need to start, you don't need to become so worried about, oh, it's part of who I am, I'm never going to change. Because it's not part of who I am anymore, mm. just by the fact that you're aware of it. The self-awareness. The yeah. self-awareness. And it's the other way around for knowledge. It's like, I'm aware of this knowledge, and then I absorb it, it becomes part of my subconscious, and I don't know where it came from anymore. Just so you know, Pedro, like, I've been going to therapy for like five years and like yeah. I, I still go now yeah. because like it's absolutely changed my life. Oh, it changed my life. I went to therapy because um, I went to therapy, I went on a holiday and it was a great holiday. It was a holiday that I gave to myself for a week. Cool. Very simple backpacking, not expensive after 10 years without a holiday. And I went there and I had all reasons to be happy and I wasn't happy. I need to cautiously tell myself that I should be happy. And I realized there's something wrong here. And then I, I looked at my budget and I said, can I save up enough to go therapy? Like, potentially, yeah. And then I went to therapy and my therapist said, why? I was like, I should be happy about not. That's all I know. Self-awareness, you knew something was wrong and you wanted to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I recommend everyone needs to go to therapy, man. And for as long as they need it to be. It's an investment in yourself is the way I see it. It's like um, it's like a pension. You know, you're paying you're paying a load of money in, but it's the reward you're gonna get like, you know, as time goes on. It's yeah. gym for your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. And the thing is when you get old you don't only live in this body but you also live in this mind. And if you don't sort out the traumas that you have, they're gonna trauma you when you're older. Right. That is true <laughs> that is true that make you think 
Why yeah. make a play? Like, because it's like you'll find excuses, and they're like, I'm reading this book now. It says like, it's great because it's like basically, it's, you find excuses why you're not pushing yourself. But what happens is those excuses afterwards push you to stay where you are. Then it's like you build your own cage. So like going to therapy is some stages ah, for you. Yeah, because you, you stamp out the insecurities, which are the excuses, and then yeah, and then suddenly if, you're not holding yourself back anymore. Yeah, but if you use that excuse in a lot, a lot, a lot, it becomes internalized. You don't know who told you anymore. Yeah. Who told me that this is wrong? You'll, you'll be fine with lying to yourself. Yeah, I mean, like, who told me this is wrong? And then you don't realize it was yourself who told you that that day. Yeah. And then when you're older, that's how you see that. You know, someone someone made an actual like example of this. When you wash your legs and like go to ground, and you just step on the ground without knowing it, and your feet got dirty, and and that's the moment you really when you have to make the decision, like like most of people get like oh it's it's already got dirty so they walk, but people. Will, from the first step, they said, "Oh no, it should be it should be clean." They, uh, okay, the, yeah. Okay, okay, it makes a lot of sense. Right. Man, <laughs> this is blowing my mind. It's a good talk, right? Yeah. What are your name? So the people on the podcast know. Akmal. Akmal. My name is Akmal from Kyrgyzstan, in London. <laughs> Gary V event. That's right. I'm Pedro from Brazil. If you guys want to follow me, Pedro Testi, T-E-S-T-I, um, on Instagram, send me a link, send me a hi, and we chat. <laughs> Definitely. Akmal, turn me on Insta. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast